Hello everyone, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology, back again with another episode. So this is episode 39, and it is the new moon. So welcome to the new moon in Pisces, which is today, Sunday, February 23rd. It started about 10 this morning, um, Eastern Standard Time. It was uh, 10.32 a.m., so its energies last about 24 hours. So this is the, the I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a you know, a overview about the energies of this month. So this will go from today through the next new moon in um, next month. So uh, new moon in Pisces. Well, Pisces of, is the sign of, of the visionary. It's ruled by Jupiter and Neptune. So it rules um, you know, artistic inspiration. It's, um, in yoga, we call it the, I call it the bhakti, the bhakti, uh, energy, you know, of devotion and, um, mysticism and pure unconditional love. Um, so, uh, the new moon in Pisces means the sun and the moon are both lined up in the sign of Pisces. And uh, so it's a, a new beginning, and the themes uh, will be, uh, for, because the new moon's in Pisces, will be themes about, um, well, the dissolution of reality, what is real, what's not. Um, it can rule um, on the shadow side, you know, um, de- codependencies, addictions, things, things of that nature, delusional aspects of self. Um, so, uh, but the high road is the outrageous creativity and inspiration. You know, some of the greatest musicians in the world, as I said earlier, have, in other episodes, have Mercury and Pisces. Um, and I believe Eckhart Tolle has Mercury and Pisces, if I recall my research. So, uh, yes, great minds, great thinking, a transcendent thinking and being. And so um, this particular um, week, I cast a chart for Washington, D.C., but this particular um, new moon is, um, has got great configurations here. Um, We have the moon, the sun and moon is is at four degrees of Pisces, and it's making an interesting, um, what's called a talent triangle in astrology, which is kind of like a, it's not a giant triangle, which is a trine. This is like a miniature triangle. So it has some favorable aspects. Um, This particular uh, lunation or new moon cycle has um, very nice aspects. The moon and the sun and moon have nice aspects with Uranus, the planet of innovation and change, and also with uh, Mars, which is, of course, action and movement and courage and ambition and achievement. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the particular characteristics of this. We're also going to talk about Mercury because Mercury is also in Pisces and it is aligned with the sun and the moon. It's at nine degrees of Pisces, so there's about a five degree, um, it's a conjunction and it's, excuse me, certainly um, giving its story to tell. So let's see, let's move on. So the, um, what I want to really share at this particular moment in time is, of course, as I had said in the previous week's episode, uh, Mars, the planet Mars, is in the sign of Capricorn, and it is um, going to be activating, it already started activating all the eclipses of the last two years. So we've had eclipses in the signs of Cancer and Capricorn since July of 2018. 
So when Mars in eclipse astrology, when Mars goes to those that very degree of whatever eclipse that was, it will activate it, right? Because Mars is all about show me, right? Bring it, you know, make it happen, get it done, um, walk forward, blaze a path. Uh, Mars in Capricorn, Capricorn has to do with ambition and goals and achievements and, you know, locking things down and making them real. So Mars in Capricorn is like, you know, bring it, you know, make it happen, um, you know, make that mark. So anyway, um, yeah, so that's, that it'll start and I'm gonna, if you have a pencil, don't do this while driving, um, pull over if you're on the interstate, please pull over. But officer, I was writing down the dates of the Mars eclipse activations. Yeah, 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 lady, we hear that all the time. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> we have to be silly, right? There's a lot of really scary headlines out there. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But anyway, so the Mars activations. All right, it started it last uh, Feb- last Sunday, February 16th. It was it made its first activation, zero degrees of, of Capricorn. It was opposing. It's interesting. It's kind of like a little preview of what's coming in June because that's the point. Sometimes it can preview something as well as revisit. So in this case, uh, the the upcoming solar eclipse um, on June 20th is going to be at zero degrees of Cancer. So uh, last Sunday, Mars opposed that point. So again, that's bringing up some issues about, you know, stepping forward and and, and integrating um, the potential of what's available and, you know, making it happen, birthing it into a reality. So... um, so watch what, you know, and again, look at the, the news headlines this week. We, we certainly, you know, I, the coronavirus uh, very much in the news, um, you know, top headlines. And, um, of course, you know, the unfolding with, in the political uh, uh, arena with um, the primaries and such in the, in the, uh, re- the American re-election season or election season, presidential election season. So um, anyway, that um, that's the, there was a Mars opposition February sixteenth, and like I said, that's you know look at what happened around last Sunday, and it'll give you a clue for themes and ideas and things that'll be revisited in June when we get that big solar eclipse. Then um, let's see, right now, like today, as part of this lunation, it's kind of locked in for the month. Mars is lined up with the solar eclipse that just happened. The one that just happened the day after um, Christmas, December 26th. So um, again, and that's about the time when the coronavirus was first announced. It was late December and early January when it, you know, started showing up on the scene. So the Mars activation of that is happening now, exactly. And um, there is, uh, the next one is going to be at, uh, let's see, March 1st and 2nd, around, and and of course the day or so leading up to these dates. Um, But that March 1st and 2nd, it's going to activate the, um, there was a solar eclipse last July. July 2nd. And so Mars is going to um, oppose that point. So it's either going to line up or conjunct a point or it will oppose. So conjunctions and oppositions is what they're called in astrology. It's lined up with it or it's standing on the opposite side staring at it. Those are really the ones we look at in eclipse astrology. 
when we have activations. We're really not concerned with other aspects. It's just basically conjunctions, oppositions, right? Lining up versus looking out at the other side of the seesaw, so to speak, trying, trying to bring a balance or an integration of these, um, of these principles. So uh, Mars, first, March 1st and 2nd, it's going to, we're going to, again, anything that happened in your life that we, if you can remember back um, July 2nd, 2019, I, I know, I remember that's when um, Jeffrey Epstein got arrested and brought in. So we might be seeing um, some more coming to light about the, you know, I know that other women have come forward and, uh, you know, added their names to these lawsuits that have been uh, going on with his estate and, and all of that. So I remember that clearly, that being there. And the other thing I remember clearly about that weekend was there was an earthquake in Ridge, was it Ridgecrest, I think it's called, in California. So a Mars opposition might bring more tremors, seismic tremors. Um, is certainly, um, if not there, then other places as well. And, and we've been seeing a lot of volcanic activity in different parts of the world. So there's that. Um, then on um, March 6th, we're going to have Mar- a Mars, the Mars will um, conjunct or line up with an upcoming eclipse, the other one that's going to be, believe it or not, July 4th weekend, July 4th to be precise, there's a lunar eclipse. So it's going to be aligned with a, an eclipse that hasn't happened yet. So again, that might be a little preview of coming attractions. So around March 6th, watch what happens in the news. Always pay attention because these are themes that are being played out. Cancer, meaning women, the divine feminine, the home, the feeling of comfort and security, healing, nurturing, emotions, vulnerability, Capricorn, which is all about boundaries, walls, boundaries, um, you know, setting things up, putting things like foundations, setting a good foundation on what would be a lasting foundation, something that will carry forth, that will leave a legacy. It also has to do with ancestors and family lineage and families and family karma. These are all very big, big uh, themes. And so a Mars um, visiting these uh, various eclipses are going to bring up these themes throughout the month of, from now through the end of March. So that, um, let's see, the next one is going to be on March 9th. We're going to have a, uh, the solar eclipse of last January is getting activated. So if you look back to around January 5th of 2019, um, maybe there was something, especially if you're an Aries, Cancer, uh, Capricorn, or Libra, the cardinal signs, that might have been a very, um, depending on if you have any planets around uh, either your sun or any other planet around the, around the degrees of 15 degrees of Capricorn, you would have, um, there's an activation that's going to happen. Then uh, the next one is Mars will oppose the uh, Jan- this January's eclipse that just happened, January 10th. Mars will oppose that, and that'll be on March 14th and 15th. So that's another activation day. Uh, then the then March 16th, as I said, it's a, it's an intense month. <laughs> March 16th, we're going to have another activation, and that would be from the July 2018 solar eclipse. That was the very first solar eclipse we had in Cancer, July of 2018, right? It's like a year and a half ago. Seems like forever, right? 
So there's that. And then on the, um, on March 22nd, or, and again, you know, a day or two before you might feel this, um, but by March 22nd, Mars will have lined up with the, uh, July 2019 lunar eclipse. That was 24 degrees of Capricorn. So we have some really, um, amazing things lined up here. Um, and we'll be talking more about the equinox, when, which is coming in about, you know, less than a month. Uh, we're having our spring equinox is very interesting because it's just when um, Mars, uh, sorry, Saturn is going into changing signs. It's going to enter Aquarius for the first time in about 27 years. So that will be very exciting. But again, that'll be that'll be another podcast episode. All right, back to the new moon. Um, what's interesting here is, and I want to say, um, there's an overriding arc here, obviously, as we know, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that happened in January is the overarching theme, a very much of a endings and beginnings and um, saying goodbye to old toxic structures. So that is that is certainly the theme that permeates everything of this year. Well, this new moon in Pisces, Pisces is in a what's called a sextile, which is only 60 degrees away. So the signs of Pisces and Capricorn Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, the sign of Pisces is in a very favorable relationship with um, with Capricorn. So this new moon is is again, um, you know, we can use the energies of this new moon to create um, a really inspiring, creative, um, transcendent solutions uh, to the um, to the issues at hand of, of our society. We're certainly facing a lot of very serious things that that we need to get a really take a really cold hard look at. Certainly, the the coronavirus is is um, you know doing that for us. Um, how much of of what we read is is uh, making us scared and hysterical? Hopefully not, but you know it's making a lot of people on edge. It can be puts people in fear. Um, and how much of that is uh, are we allowing to um, be affected by and and wh- how about solutions and where do we stand with our thoughts you know our mindset so with mercury being retrograde for the next couple of weeks um, more um, in Pisces we are revisiting ideas uh, perhaps about where have we allowed our thoughts to delude us? Um, Where can we be creative? Where can we move into this transcendent um, way of thinking and being with reality, creating a new reality that's on a higher paradigm so that we're not caught up in fear and deception and all, um, and that we know clearly and and can steer ourselves from these highest places as we deal with some very real issues. So, you know, in terms of, for example, the coronavirus, where are we going to be, who are we um, in the face of such challenges? This is uh, quickly has ex- escalated in the last week to what they, they are almost in this, as of this broadcast, the World Health Organization has about to declare it a pandemic. Um, it hasn't been officially declared, but many Experts were saying it seems to be going that direction because it seems like overnight um, Iran and Italy and uh, other countries have now had coronavirus cases and the experts are saying 
We don't even know how it got transmitted. Like, there's no logical way in which it did. South Korea, you know, just blossomed overnight. Something came to me, and and this might be because Mercury and Pisces, right, we're we're thinking outside the box. But something came to me, um, as we, you may have heard, um, President Trump uh, criticized the Best Picture Oscar winner, Parasite, which was a movie from South Korea. Um, the first one in history, uh, in the history of the Oscars, the first foreign film to win Best Picture that's a foreign film. So it was the whole thing was in subtitles. Well, apparently he was uh, upset about that, even though he did not see the film. He um, criticized it at a, at a rally or speech. And he was saying, well, I haven't seen it, but, you know, what, let's bring back Gone with the Wind. You know, and it's like, whatever. I mean, you know, I can't go there. But... Um, but it's interesting because he's he's looking at um, you know the, the again this is a paradigm shift right the fact that a, a foreign film won an American Academy Best Picture it was lauded by Americans so it's very much a harbinger of what's happening with this dramatic paradigm shift but I want to talk about the it's interesting I, I just happened to notice that as soon as he said that in the news like the very next day. South Korea had these, like this epidemic just blossomed, like the, the coronavirus just took off um, faster perhaps than, than the other countries. It seemed to be reading the headlines and the statistics that were being reported. And I thought, my goodness, here it is, he kind of poisons, right, thinking and speaking, poisoning uh, people with negativity and judgment about this film. And then the next day, it's like, there's this coronavirus. So it's having me wonder you know, and really think, maybe on a very high transcendent level, maybe this coronavirus is, it's like, it can represent um, a mindset, like, where is our thinking infected? I mean, I know this is very existential and all, but but it, it just, I just something I wanted to share with you, um, and where it can literally and figure and, and it's not just symbolically, but literally affect us. Like it's having me wonder that between thought and speech and reality, manifesting reality, how fast things are occurring. And, um, you know, we are with the, the Bible in the beginning was the word, right? So it's like you are what you speak. So it's to me, it's like because of the rapid um, acceleration of consciousness, things are happening faster and being reflected faster. And it kind of reminds me of when Carolyn Miss, who is a, a, an amazing a medical intuitive, New York Times bestselling author, you, you know, she's up there with Deepak and, and all those guys. Uh, amazing books and speaking. Um, But I remember years and years ago, I I listened to a talk that she gave and she said that um, this is again, along the lines of, you know, thinking and reality affecting physicality that in, I want to say it was back with the, it was in, she was talking about Israel and there was some, and I don't remember the exact, um, you know, conflict, uh, military conflict that Israel had, but um, there was a point at which, and I don't even remember the country that was they were at odds with, but um, this is a couple of three decades ago, but she said that the, um, the Israelis had pointed uh, missiles at this particular other Middle Eastern country. 
and they um, they wanted to shoot them off, but they didn't. They withheld their missiles. And she said within like three months, something like, you know, a third or something of the male population manifested prostate cancer. So the root chakra, right? There, the male energy and, and fight or flight, right? Root chakra, prostate, right? Male, male energy, right? It was, it was suppressed or like hold, hold your fire. Well, Mars, right? Mars is the sexual, the planet of sexual activity and aggression and war. You know, it's all wrapped up in that, that archetype. And so it, they held their fire and the collective of Israel manifested this literally with the men with prostate cancer. So I I thought of that. um, And that's the kind of concept I'm bringing up here about coronavirus. You know, here's, you know, I'm not blaming President Trump for anything. I'm just noticing like, wow, maybe there is, and I could be totally wrong. But I'm wondering, given what I remembered from Carolyn Miss, I wonder if that is what is going on now because so many decades ago she spoke that and we are in this acceleration of consciousness where time and space are bending. We're in this, you know, force field, quantum physics, whatever you want to call it, where where time and space are um, shrinking. The, the, the warp and weft of what we know as reality, the very weave of reality is is moving and accelerating. So... There's that. So I, I just offer that to you. That's um, something somebody to think about. Um, let's see. Oh, the coronavirus. Very interesting. Here's the astrology again, right? Coronavirus. Saturn, Pluto. Saturn rules the monarchy and crowns, right? Corona, Latin for crown. Pluto, viruses, right? They're death, viruses. Saturn, Pluto, coronavirus. And even the ship, the Diamond Princess, where it's been quarantined in Yokohama. Diamond, Saturn rules diamonds. And Princess, monarchy, Saturn and Pluto. There it is, right? Quarantine, Diamond Princess. It's amazing, isn't it? When you start looking at at, at, uh, everything in the world through the lens of astrology and we see the correlations and the correspondences. It's, It's really a fascinating thing. And of course, for a geeky symbol-seeking nerd like me. I, I'm just in seventh heaven. What can I say? I mean, I'm, I, I, who knew that I'd make my living like this one day when I was working as a publicist on Madison Avenue, booking people on television shows and radio and press tours. Who who knew, right? I certainly didn't. <laughs> it's been like a crazy ride. But anyway, I digress. Anyway, back to the new moon. So, uh, regarding Saturn-Pluto, the, um, you know, there is this amazing centaur, uh, Chariklo, which is, she in Greek, uh, Latin, sorry, hmm, mythology, um, <laughs> I'm talking so fast, she is like the wife, she was the wife of Chiron, the wounded healer, so she's like a female shaman, and she is at the, uh, about 26, 27 degrees of Capricorn right now. So she's lined up with Saturn and Pluto. Around the beginning of the year, I mentioned Cherry Clo as part of that Saturn-Pluto conjunction. You know, they're all riding herd together. And she's kind of like the light on the locomotive of the Saturn-Pluto freight train. Um, she was given the gift of prophecy by Athena. 
So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, when Melanie Reinhardt, who has written the you know definitive books on Chiron and such, she writes about Cherry Close. So you may want to check out Melanie Reinhardt and her books um, to get more info on this. But basically, um, Chariclo, I think I'm saying it right, Chariclo, where you place that emphasis, uh, Chariclo is in... Um, like I said, in the sign of Capricorn, and it's the qualities of Chariclo is about uh, sacred space, maybe holding space. Like a, the female shaman is the one we are the space through which transformation can and healing can occur. Um, you know, our souls work. Uh, you know, Chariclo in Capricorn is you know making establishing that as a foundation of reality, um, and 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 boundaries. But um, Chariclo is often considered like a midwife, like like literally a midwife, like physical birthing babies. Um, And also metaphorically, when we are birthing a new level of ourselves or a new new, um, reality frequency, you could say. Very yin, obviously, female energy. And um, being, you know, holding space holding space and with compassion and the, the matriarchal aspect of Capricorn, cardinal earth. Earth is feminine, so it's about holding compassion for the earth, for all living beings, um, discernment, um, being completely um, present and supportive, right? The feminine energy, energy of supports, support and nurturing, um, holding space for the sacred. I don't know why, but earlier when I was planning this podcast, I thought uh, when I when I was contemplating Chariclo, I thought of that scene. My mind went back to that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I know many people listening are millennials, and you you know this was was not around when you were born, um, but uh, or you were just a baby. But if you ever if you haven't seen the movie. Uh, go and rent it. Um, if you uh, don't go, don't zip to the end, please don't zip to the end. But uh, <laughs> if you have not heard of it and seen it, just block that. I'm gonna spoiler alert. So la 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 la. Don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> but the the last uh, one, of the last final you know scene of the movie, Harrison Ford and Karen Allen. Do you remember that scene where they're tied up? And they're, uh, the Nazis have tied them up and they're, you know, ready to kill them. And they, the Ark, they bring the Ark in on, onto this kind of like platform thing. And of course it's all shiny gold. And then all of a sudden the energy starts undulating around the Ark and this big outrageous light comes swirling around and around and around. And all the Nazis are like, wow, this is amazing. You know, like they're all after the Ark and, you know, so we could say metaphorically, this is like the forces of darkness that are trying to corrupt light and truth and the high frequencies of light and the sacred teachings of our planet. And so here they are, this, um, they're all kind of delighting, like ready to feast and, you know, get the ark that they were after. And um, Harrison Ford turns to, um, Indiana Jones turns to his girlfriend and he says, Marion, whatever you do, don't look, don't look at that, the light, just keep your eyes shut, keep your eyes shut. Remember that when they were all at sound and fury and this, this big white light and it looked beautiful and then it turned into this hideous ghoulish 
demonic energy that devoured and killed everybody except them of course and um and i just thought you know in a way that's kind of like the visual metaphor for what we're going through this year and this new moon in pisces is perhaps um inviting us to um really look at these transcendent realities around um what is happening and if you think about the fact that um they shut their eyes to this um this event where you know they had it's almost like chariclo holding firm holding very firm uh holding that sacred space and st- and throughout great duress you know the planet you know these falling down and systems falling and corruption being exposed it's just you know it's a very dark time right now where a lot of these the shadow has been revealed and is purging itself and consuming itself so it's kind of like that swirling energy around the arc and we all have to be like like um Indiana Jones and Marion you know standing strong and um not giving in and not being sucked in by negative energy but we're just holding place holding like Chariclo is the sacred space holder so we um hold ourselves keep our center as all of these destructive energies swirling around and allow- allowing all that darkness to play out um be- as we stand firm and then it it does pass you know like these things shall pass if there's anything i learned in the vipassana meditation uh the 10 day vipassana was uh anicca impermanence things are born things die things corrupt and die and something else comes in so that is um just a theme and an idea that came to me that the that final scene in in uh, indiana jones and the, i mean sorry the uh, raiders of the lost ark so there is that so yes the midwife chariclo the midwife holding sacred space uh gifts of prophecy you know it's interesting that the um if you have this particular point um prominent in your chart it is is um if you run it you know run your chart um with that uh, astro.com has free charts if you go there and you can select the um asteroid chariclo c h a r i k l o and uh, you will see that um you know where it, where is it in your chart but she was given the gift of prophecy so if you have that prominent in your chart um you have a connection there so just wanting to you know a little shout out there Chiron always gets it's actually Chariclo is bigger than than Chiron. Okay, we love Chiron, but you know, let's face it, the women, right? They got it's it's actually a, a larger celestial object. Um but we're not we're we're not going to say larger's better. We're just we're just saying, okay? You know, girls are strong too. So, anyway, um that's Chariclo. She's definitely helping us with all of the Cancer Capricorn themes of the last 2 years which is about family karma which ending uh endings and beginnings examining toxic patterns that have long existed in our family uh whether it's our spiritual family or a biological family um or or both but this is about um 
not denying and escaping and running away from the truth and uh, being able to examine and really go to the very root, right? This is the Saturn-Pluto, right? Go to the roots of that pain body. Go to those deep, buried, subconscious fears that things you don't even realize are running you. This is, this is our opportunity, especially this month with this new moon and the Mars translation of the eclipses for the next five weeks. Whoa, this is, a, this is about making that happen, really taking that action to clean up these patterns, to move forward with boldness and um, in, a, in, in, a, in a very forward, bold, courageous manner. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's a huge potential with the Neptune in a very nice aspect. It's about having compassion while we do that. So the potential for compassion and inspiration and inspired thinking is, is huge. And forgiveness, forgiveness of ourselves. If we have family members that have been codependent or addictions or any kind of, you know, savior martyr syndrome, syndrome, very much a Piscean thing, right? Victim martyr, savior martyr, any and all of those are common themes coming up. Um, so any and all of that, we now this month have a very high potential because the sun and moon are, are in that, you know, trine with, um, uh, sorry, sextile with Mars. It's to hook them together. You know, as we go forward, we do it with compassion. And um, I will also say too, the outrageous potential for healing with song song and art because Pisces and Neptune the the ruler Neptune Jupiter and Neptune are ruling this lunation they are the rulers of Pisces traditional and modern rulers um, the uh, using song to heal so um, singing mantra if you think of mantra with you know me being a yogi of course I'm gonna bring up mantra but um, also all my years in sound healing and energy medicine where I would do these um, all day intensives with singing crystal bowls, the language of light, which is not even of this earth, right? Singing and toning and using uh, crystal and vocal toning to effect change. Um, it's interesting because there are, um, you know, Edgar Casey always said, the medicine of the future will be its sound. And uh, where, while there are technological advancements using, you know, sound therapy, um, we, we can just use our voices, you know, naturally. And uh, mantras will um, dissolve, um, always, you know, it, it elevates us. It, it, it brings us into our heart or in our heart space. So this would be a very great time to sing mantras, um, creating, if you wanted to do, a, a you know, the, the Mars, the Uranus, um, alignment with the new moon and the sun and new moon in Pisces is in um, Uranus is in Taurus. So, you know, using our voices and creating beautiful art in a sound healing, whether it's crystals or crystal bowls or any kind of uh, unique, innovative approach to song and toning uh, will will go do wonders. Um, certainly our immune systems, right? This is one of the great, um, many, many benefits of mantra, but it boosts our, um, you know, the, the uh, is it called dopamine, the, the feel-good serotonin, and also builds our immune system. So, hey, you know, the, these things are at our fingertips. And it's, our, it's a great opportunity to use them. 
So let's see. Um, certainly, um, as Mercury continues its retrograde, this is um, on a more mundane level, uh, cleaning your closets. I did this ahead of Mercury retrograde, and I am such a happy camper. Um, but this is a great time to be tossing out things, um, ver- you know, f- literally cleaning our closets, and also like the closet of our mind. You know, where where do we have stuff that's in our way that are thinking or attitudes and ideas and beliefs about beliefs about ourselves that are um, perhaps toxic or. Um, not of the highest and how can we how can we um realign or revisit old stories about ourselves we could use song and mantra to do that too so um yeah so there's that and um interestingly enough too um I want to say that Mars in Capricorn not only is it all the dates that I gave right now and again because it's the new moon it kind of froze it in for the month. Mars, can, the energy of Mars uh, aligned with the south node of the moon, which is a very karmic indicator. It's about shifts and goodbyes. You know, um, Mars conjunct the south node, taking action to say goodbye to old, old toxic patterns. Um, and at the same time, asteroid Pholus, I mentioned him in a couple of episodes back Pholus, P-H-O-L-U-S, is um, also aligned. So Mars, the South Node, and Pholus right now are all together. So Pholus is the lid comes off and there's no turning back. It's just that point of no return. So this is not like we're going to be revisiting these themes. Uh, this We have the potential to never have to revisit these themes again. That's how powerful our, our the timings are that we are living in. That's how powerful they are. So watch what happens. Uh, Be a part of the change. Don't stand there as a spectator. Really participate. The universe really wants us to engage and participate uh, in, in this transformation. Uh, is that all that I have to say? Oh no, one more thing. Okay, Mercury is going to be Kazimi, uh, which is means it it goes it lines up with the sun, exact uh, degree, and uh, this is going that we're going to have this moment on Tuesday, this Tuesday, February twenty fifth, uh, Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be eight forty five p.m. So that would be. Um, Wednesday, February 26th, if you're on the Eastern Hemisphere, it'll be like 2.45 Greenwich Mean Time, 2.45 a.m. And it's good for about two and a half hours on each side. So Mercury is going to be in the like the throne room, or if if we could uh, put it that way. Um, It is, um, it's going to... um, it's really great for esoteric study. You know, when you think of on the higher planes, Mercury is the shapeshifter. He is the, um, you know, the magician and the one who studies alchemy and, you know, magic and alchemy and uh, Hermes, Thoth um, were, were some of his names in, in the Egyptian tradition. Uh, so he was the god of, of magic. So we can cr- literally, you know, create any kind of magic that we desire, starting with our mind, our intention, manifestation, 
you know, if ever there was a time to, to get that feeling creates manifestation, it's Mercury in Pisces, right? Pisces is all about feeling. So this is a really great door of opportunity to not get caught up in fear, but to engage with our imagination. Uh, so it is a really wonderful time. It's a wonderful window. It's almost like it's it's moving through the eye of a hurricane where you're in that sacred. If you've ever lived through a hurricane, you know, there's a the storm and fury. And then there's like a, a, a couple of hours where everything is still and you're in that eye and it's very magical. And then the winds pick up again and, you know, you go through the other side of the spiraling vortex of the hurricane. But um yeah, you you can use that time, that special sun exactly conjunct Mercury moment. Um, you know, you could uh, maybe um, give send an artistic idea. Maybe you you have some music to write or art to paint or songs to sing or songs to compose. Um, maybe in Pisces, since it's about unconditional love, you might send a, a message of love or forgiveness to someone or maybe to yourself if there's healing for, for you to do. Um, and certainly in that two and a half hours on either side of that 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1.45 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time on, again, um, Eastern Standard Time, February 25th, um, Greenwich Mean Time, February 26th. Um, so anyway, yeah, those are just really cool, cool things to do. You might want to sing for the planet. You know, hey, the planet can sure, can sure use that. Uh, but put your alchemy into song. Put it into your art. Uh, Mercury rules the lungs and, and then the breath, right, and the nervous system. So Kundalini Yoga, offering that as a as a devotion. Um, breath work, you know, breathe for the planet. You know, with all the, the rainforest burning and, and the um, lands being having been destroyed and, and in Australia, all the forest fires, you know, I think the earth could certainly welcome some breath work to help her regenerate. So that's about it uh, for this new moon in Pisces. Um, as ever, it is always a pleasure and um, being of service. And if you have any questions, you are absolutely please do contact me, Irliana, at starsoundastrology.com. Um, thank you so much for all your kindness and support. Um, I know that I, I'm always con- confronted with, you know, um, you know, am, am I going to say something uh, important? And, you know, it's not perfect how it comes out. And, you know, and yet I, I have the, the critical mind telling me that, you know, chattering away. But I just push that dang button anyway, because what the heck, you know, <laughs> you just have to do it, right? If you wait for perfect, forget it. <laughs> or as somebody said once, done is better than perfect. So, um, yeah, there you go. That's all for this week. Um, I love you all and um, namaste from my heart to yours. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology, Star Sound Speaks. See you next time.